ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Janice Porter, and I love to bring special guests on board and interview them about their take on relationships and marketing and connecting and networking and all that good stuff. Today, I have with me Lorraine Ball, and I'd like to just give you a little bit of a heads up of who she is and then let her go to it. Um, First of all, welcome, Lorraine. I should always welcome my guests. It is so nice to be here. Thanks. You're very welcome. So actually, Lorraine and I met online, which is mm-hmm. fun these days. And I don't even, I think it was through some weird thing I signed up for, for <laughs> without knowing called Podmatch or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, after spending too many years in North corporate America, Lorraine said goodbye to the bureaucracy, glass ceilings, and of course, bad coffee. Today, you can find her at Round Peg, a digital agency in Carmel, Indiana, building smart strategies for businesses who want to use internet marketing tools to grow. Lorraine is also the host of a podcast, More Than a Few Words, which I love, which is a a weekly marketing conversation for business owners. And in her spare time, she loves to travel and take photos. Remind me to come back to that one. I'm going to talk about that. But first okay. of all, let's talk business. So I've, I was in corporate Canada, which was similar. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one little thing that I remember, and it was many years ago, is that I was a contractor in a corporation that for many years had a monopoly. It was the telephone company. So before, oh, wow. came, right? And so there were so many people there that, took their jobs for granted if you know what I mean oh yes yeah so I never wanted to be part of the organization so I had the privilege of being a contractor however it always comes back to grab you in the end because then they stopped using contractors and so that was my sort of corporate experience Um, and I don't know why I even said that because it, it just reminded me what did what were you doing in corporate America So um, when I got out of grad school, I thought I wanted to be a Procter & Gamble product manager. I thought that sounded really cool. And I ended up, instead of at Procter & Gamble, I ended up at Lennox Industries. Um, Funny side note, um, I thought I was interviewing at the China company, um, L-E-N-O-X, right? No, I was interviewing at the heating and air conditioning company, L-E-N-N. Yes. So when I got there and there are all these... (laughs) like statue, like cardboard cutouts of Dave Lennox. I'm like, I don't get this. I don't know why I'm here. Um, I got the job and ended up um, in product marketing and in um, channel marketing in the heating and air conditioning industry for 11 years. And although I poke fun at it, I would say 10 and a half of the 11 years I really loved. I, I had a really good time. I had great coworkers and interesting experiences. Um, I left, I went to another corporation, which was really a bad, bad fit, at which point I decided, you know what, I'm going to step out on my own, I'm going to do 
what I want to do and have a little more control over my destiny. And uh, that's when I started Roundpeg. That's so funny, though, that you thought you were in one place. And I mean, how many times has that happened to people? And yet fate would have it that that's where you should be, where you should mm -hmm. have been, right? That's so interesting. So you just started to tell me an interesting story before we went on air about the, set, the rule of seven. Mm -hmm. I'd love you to share that with my audience because I think it's, it's somewhere we can go that's quite interesting. Absolutely. So when I first got to uh, Carrier, which was my second step along the heating and air conditioning path, I was talking with one of the vice presidents. And my job in marketing, I was creating a lot of tools for the sales team. And Gordon explained to me the rule of seven, that every territory manager who's out there scattered all across the country has to have seven contacts in corporate in order to be successful. And so I said, well, what departments should they be in? What jobs should they have? He said, it doesn't matter. You just have to have seven people who will answer the phone when you call and know what to do when you say, hey, Lorraine, I know you don't do X, but I bet you know who does. And those seven people become your gateway mm -hmm. to the rest of the organization. And so when I was in corporate and I was in marketing, I was definitely part of that seven for a lot of those territory managers. And then when I started my business, I sort of stepped back and thought about it and realized two things. Number one, I needed seven people. I needed seven people across Indianapolis who could make connections for me. Mm -hmm. And I also still needed to use my connector skills because I was very popular and very valued because I always knew, you know what, you need to talk to this person or this mm -hmm. person. And so that rule of seven really guided the early development of my business. That's really fascinating. So many things going through my head. The first thing that, that goes through my head is um, sort of an extension in a way of um, the six degrees of separation mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and how if you know that story at all that the study that it came from it really was never six people <laughs> that something had did you know this do you know the, the study no i'm not familiar i mean i'm familiar yeah i've heard of it but i'm not familiar with the yeah. actual study and i keep saying I, I can't remember where it was done and i looked it up recently and i can't remember but there was a study done in a university where they took um i think a, a, a bunch of letters uh handwritten letters because it was a long time ago mm -hmm. and they wanted them delivered from I think it was Boston down to somewhere in Kansas City or something and they gave them handed them to people and they had to see if they could get them from point A to point B in six degrees of separation in six people's hands and they found that most of the letters only went through two or three people because they were hubs Mm -hmm. They knew everybody, just the connectors, right? And mm -hmm. so that's what that points to for me. The other thing that comes to mind is, um, I've forgotten what it was. Um, oh, that in a way, that's kind of how I teach people that are selling to companies how to use LinkedIn mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to make those connections within the company 
Absolutely. to whoever they are connecting to, and then they become their friends or their, you know, their connections and are their resources within to get into mm -hmm. that corporation. You Go know, ahead. that is, that's so true in that, you know, whether you're looking for a job, mm -hmm. whether you're looking to make your next sale, it's really not about what you know. The it's, world is filled with smart, knowledgeable people. It's who? It's who do you know who can make the connection, who can make that introduction? I grew up that with opens that. My father door. used to say that to me all the time. It's not what you know, it's who you know. But I think it now goes a step further. And I think, as you would probably agree, it's also about um, showing gratitude and appreciating those people who you know, who do mm -hmm. things for you, right? Because when today, if you don't, they're gone. Oh, yeah. Right? I so I, um, and it's really interesting because sometimes it's little things that catch the other person by surprise. An example, uh, a really good client of mine came to me and he said, hey, these guys came in and they were talking about this product. And I looked at it and I went, oh, I know them. They're really great guys. And I called them up and I said, hey, listen, I know you're talking to my clients. I think your product is great. I told them so. Well, they made the sale. It's gone very well. It's been a really big hit for them. And I was thrilled because it's been good for my client. But they showed up. Oh, I have a full-time office cat. My apologies to your office if Benny decides to contribute to the conversation. Nope. Like that. That's okay. Like that, yes. Um, so... Uh, so, you know, I, I mean, I was really excited because they had this great product and that was thanks enough for me. So when a bottle of wine showed up in my office, it didn't cost them a lot. It wasn't a big deal because this was a big sale. But I just was so excited about the fact that they thought to do that. Yeah. That I called the guy up and I'm like, hey, we should open this up together and celebrate. He's like... This one you enjoy, but I'll bring another one we'll drink together. <laughs> That's so nice. And yes, it, it's so important to love on people today, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And to show that you appreciate um, what was done. And it's funny because um, I run a, a virtual networking, a chapter mm -hmm. of a virtual networking group. And there was a guest that somebody invited to come one day and she came and she was lovely and it wasn't quite the right fit for her. But then we talked after and, uh, and then she emailed me with a referral for some LinkedIn training. And I thought that was very kind of her. She doesn't really know me. We'd only met the one time on zoom and, uh, and she spoke really highly of me after our conversation to this person. So, a uh, little bit of time went by and she and I have connected again. She said, oh, by the way, you know, did you ever talk to this person? And I told her that uh, she, that her name is Lori and Lori um, was reaching out to do some business, but we hadn't set out the date yet. She went right away without being asked, emailed both of us and said, hey, have you and Janice connected yet? Blah, 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 just to spur it on. Mm -hmm. And it did because Lori contacted me. And then um, I thanked this person and she said, I feel when I introduce somebody, it's, it's up to me to follow through and make sure that something, you know, if possible happened. 
Nobody does that. No, but you, you know what? Um, that is so cool. And I love being, I love being that person who Me connects too. to people, yes. um, especially when it really works out. I, I introduced two people, a young woman who was looking for a job and a guy who was looking for an assistant. They worked together for seven years. Oh, that's so nice. And, you know, they grew the business together. And then at the end of seven years, they both, they, they went their separate ways really nicely. I mean, it wasn't an ugly, she has started a new business. He's gone in a different direction, but both of them on multiple occasions, you know, when I see them are like, I'm so glad that you introduced yeah. me because yeah. it set their life off on just this wonderful path. And I enjoyed watching that relationship develop. Of course, it's, it feels really good, right? Mm -hmm. so, so tell me a little bit about um, Round Peg and what fuels your, your day. So who, who are your clients in, um, specifically, you know, like what are they in certain target markets or mm -hmm. whatever and, and how you serve them? So we, um, as a digital agency, we offer web design, content marketing, social media marketing, um, we do a range of things, but basically help companies take advantage of the tools in digital marketing. Our clients tend to be small, not necessarily micro enterprises, but companies mm -hmm. under, I would say typically under 50 employees. Okay. And the reason that number is because when you get up above 50, you start to take a lot of the things that we do and bring them in house. Mm -hmm. um, we really like uh, service industries, mm -hmm. both home services and mm -hmm. professional services. Oh. Obviously, home services, I came out of HVAC. Mm. I understand the process of selling across the kitchen table. So roofers, electricians, flooring companies, anything in that home remodeling world is a real sweet spot. On the professional side, attorneys, accountants, managed IT, again, they are selling a service, not a widget. Mm -hmm. That tends to be a really good fit for us. Now, if somebody is just web design, we also, you know, then, then it's a little bit higher scale mm -hmm. because then we're going to work with people who will take over the website when we're done. Um, mm -hmm. We do a lot of nonprofit work. Mm -hmm. um, we seem to have struck a really nice balance in, in that world. Um, and I really enjoy those projects. Um, you know, engineering firms probably more on, fall under that professional services, but that's kind of, that's sort of where we like to play. So um, are you the uh, idea person or are you... Yes, you're the idea person. Um, I don't know if you've uh, read um, the books either Traction or Get a Grip, the entrepreneurial, uh, an entrepreneurial fable. They're no. both they're both based. It, it's I would recommend. So Traction is the kind of textbook how to, and then Get a Grip is more of a novelized. Um, version that tells the story of a company using it. It's based on something called the EOS, the Entrepreneur Operating System. And mm. in this model, at the top of the company, you have a visionary, you have mm. the idea person, and mm -hmm. then you have an integrator. And those two people may be partners, 
or one may be the CEO and the other is the president, but it is recognizing that the skills that make someone a great visionary don't necessarily make them a great, a great implementer. And mm-hmm. so I have always, uh, and it's really interesting in, in my corporate days um, and, and even where I am now, I have always had an implementer at my right hand mm-hmm. because as soon as I have the idea and I share it with the world, I assume it's done. I'm over it and on to the next yes, step. Yes, yes, <laughs> So I need people who go, oh, wait, wait a minute, Lorraine. Yeah. Uh, we're here, the Grand Canyon, and then there's a house on the other side. How are we going to get across? Oh, I don't know, but, but we're going to do it, and it's going to be great when we're on the other side. Yes, I love it. That's great. Um, I, uh, I took a, a, a guide course to be a sacred, sacred gifts guide. And I never really did that much with it, but I love the woman that teaches it and it's her whole beingness. And it's about the fact that we all have one or two or three or four sacred gifts. Mm-hmm. And those are, you know, mm-hmm. our things. And, and um, going through this process, you sort of figured out what, what yours are. And some people have more than others. Some are a com- combination. But I always remember, and I think of the visionary as one because that's not who I am. I am an idea person to a point, but I'm more of a detailed person too. Mm-hmm. So um, to left brain, I suppose. But mm-hmm. um, one of the things that um, I remember her saying, and I don't even know why I'm saying this now, but she says like for one, one of the gifts is the gift of hospitality. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, when people come are coming over to your house, you know, if you're like me, she says, and you just cringe and like, you'll close the blinds before you'll open the door. I don't have that gift. <laughs> You know, and then there's those who just love it and they become what we in the, um, what my mother used to say is a Yiddish term, a balabasta used to be a, a balabasta. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, it was like the ultimate uh, hostess, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, these are, we either have these gifts or we don't. Mm-hmm. And so that's what that reminded me. So let's talk for a minute about, um, I'm all about relationships and building relationships. And I know you are too, in that we hit it off right away and we're able to, you know, carry on a conversation very easily. So what do you think, um, does that come up at all in your, not so much maybe building a relationship with, with someone, but about how to build the relationship with your clients, with your prospects. Mm-hmm. And what do you tell people about that? Well, so I, I think there's there's several things. I think, you know, traditional business, I, I think, you know, developing relationships, getting people comfortable with the idea that you care about them, that you can solve their problem, because when they know that you can solve their problem and you're interested in solving their problem, then they care about you. So if you roll into every sales presentation, God, I used to hate this in corporate. People would come in and they'd, they'd have their standard pitch decks and they would start telling us how great they were. And I'm like, yeah, but no. I, I don't care exactly. because I'm not really that interested. You haven't bothered to ask what my problem is. You're just going to go through all of these slides with all of these services, most of which are irrelevant. And you haven't asked one question, right? No, no. So I think um, I used to teach a lot of networking classes and, Mm. you know, I always use the metaphor of the tennis match. 
in tennis, your objective is to make contact with the ball and knock it back over the net, right? Mm -hmm. If the ball stays on your side of the court too long, it's going to dribble off to the side and lay there and you're not going to get the point. And so when you're in a networking conversation, when you're starting a relationship with a client, you want to have that tennis match feel. You want to tell them a little bit about you, but you want to turn it around quickly and go, well, what about you? What do you do? How, how do you address this problem? And you don't want to make it feel, you don't want to make the other person feel like you're evading them and not answering their questions, but you want to balance how much you share with how much you ask and you gather so you know what to share. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, and then the other side of it is in the digital world, it's harder yes. because it's because you're presenting, presenting, presenting. And so you have to work harder to play tennis with your community on Facebook or to play tennis with your community on LinkedIn. But if you work at it, you can do it. Okay. So you just said a couple of things like, um, so when I'm teaching uh, people how to use LinkedIn, for example, we always start with the profile. That's the first mm-hmm. thing. And then I break the other, the using it down to um, messaging strategies mm-hmm. and content strategies, two mm-hmm. different things. And for two different things, um, purposes really, well, ultimately the same purpose, but when you're doing digital strategies with your clients, I'm guessing, correct me if I'm wrong, that you might want to be on multiple platforms, but it's mm-hmm. important that you're on the platforms that your audience is on. That's mm-hmm. the first and foremost, right? Mm-hmm. And then secondly, when you're on the right platform or platforms, are you then looking at, which do you see as more important? And maybe, maybe you don't, um, is the content versus the outreach. So it. When we work with clients, it's really easy for us to do the content side. Sure. It is harder for us to do the outreach side. Now I have a couple of clients that I've worked with for a really long time and I probably know their voice better than they do. Okay. But for the most part, we see our job and when somebody hires a digital agency, you should think of them, I use a lot of metaphors, you probably figured it out now. But you should think of them like the infantry in a battle. Their job is to lay down the ground cover, you know, just spray the ground, and then you bring in the sniper. But but the sniper has to take time. He's going to have to stand up to hit the precise target. The content that you publish every day is your ground cover, then the engagement is the sniper because it's more precise, it's more targeted. It's not spraying information at everybody, but going after, you know what? There's John Smith and John works for that company that I wanna work for and he just posted a comment. I'm going to put a comment on his, on his status update and maybe we'll start a conversation. Maybe he will then look at my profile. And if he does, mm-hmm. he will see the ground cover mm-hmm. that we have laid down. So um, it, it's not a one or the other, but it's understanding who has the ability 
to do one or the other. And I think sometimes companies hire one person thinking they can do it all. Mm-hmm. And it requires different and it requires different levels of expertise. And it also, if you really want it to work, you cannot delegate it 100%. You have to be present because it's yeah. social media. That's right. Yeah, exactly. I know. I do find though that quite often when um, I hear people are not so much the digital agency piece, because I, I think that usually has someone who covers the, the different platforms. But when I hear someone's a social media uh, strategist or a social media consultant or whatever, they never know anything about LinkedIn. And then they go to it because they've been hired by the company to do it all. And then they make a mess of it. Mm-hmm. And it's a waste of time and money. And they, of course, nobody knows because they've hired someone, so they don't ever go look at it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, I find that kind of interesting. Well, and I think um, it's hard. Uh, and, and we struggle as an agency. Um, when I hire very young professionals out of school, um, they don't have huge networks. So they are not using LinkedIn most of them are not really using LinkedIn. So when they get assigned the task of managing content on LinkedIn, they really don't know where they're going. Now, you can, you can correct that with training, mm-hmm. but um, being realistic, I, before I hired an agency to um, manage my LinkedIn profile, I would probably want to know who was going to manage it and then I want to go to their LinkedIn account. Yeah, good point. Yeah. I mean, do you walk yeah. the talk? Yes, exactly. I know. And in fact, that's one of the things that I always say to people. If you want to know how I work, go look at the testimonials on my site. Mm-hmm. Go and look at their profiles and see what you think. Because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. how I work, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's a really good point. Um, so you, we said that in your spare time, you love to travel, which, of course, we can't do very much of anymore. Uh, right now um, and take photos. Now, there's a woman I know here who d- who has that same, this isn't my, my job, but I've done a lot of traveling and I love to take photos. And in this horrible time of COVID, she's actually been spending a lot of time getting her photos all organized. Because mm-hmm. um, I think, I don't know if you do this, but she sells some to some of the, um, what do you call them? Those photo... Um, yes, photo sites. Yeah, like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah all mm-hmm. of and her photos are amazing. So I should hook you two up just. To, to oh yeah, see I her. just love to see her work. <laughs> so I, I take photos for me. They are, you know, that's it's my happy place. Um, and I think when I'm a little less busy, I'd love to spend more time. My goal for 2020 was to print. Um, one photo a month because I have all of them digitally. Yes, of course. But I just, and I, so far this year I have printed two. (laughs) Okay. So I'm a little behind, but at least it's not zero. Um, But yeah, I, about, about 10 years ago, I, um, uh, my son was in the Navy. He was in Japan and I was not going to have my son in Japan for three years and not, not see him. him. It, it wasn't going to happen. Right. So 
working with a sales coach, he's like, well, what do you want to do this year? I said, I want to go to Japan. And he said, perfect. And that became my focus. It wasn't how much money I wanted to make or how many sales. It was, I want to go to Japan. So I'm going to sell this so I can go to Japan. I'm going to do this. Well, I got to Japan and I also learned a lesson about how well my team could function mm -hmm. with me gone. Is that good or bad? It was fabulous. Good. And so um, since then, we have taken almost every year two trips. And mm -hmm. so um, we've been to a lot of wonderful places around the world, around the United States. <sighs> and yeah. This, this year, I'm looking at a lot of my photos and enjoying the <laughs> memories. <laughs> yes, I hear you. So are your photos mostly um, like of the area or do you photograph people or what, what's your... Um, I, I am a, an absolute flower geek. Oh, cool. So I photograph flowers everywhere. So I can do that even here. And that's been... Oh. I'm an absolute flower... My sister flower... does that. Uh, yeah, so I'm a flower geek and I, I love the photos. Um, I love architecture. Mm. And so I, I shoot buildings. Mm -hmm. um, and if people will stand still, I will shoot people. But I am, I am not a good motion photographer. So um, I love, like when we go to the zoo, I love to photograph the animals when they're kind of sleepy. Um, but, uh, you know, when they're running around... I, I'm just not, I'm not as good at it as I would like to be. Um, I have to tell you, um, do you have any grandchildren? No, my, my children have both informed me that I am not going to be a grandmother. I'm, I'm, I'm just a little bitter. <laughs> yes. Well, it took me a long time to become a grandmother. Um, and mostly because not because my daughter, my, I have two daughters. They, the older one wanted children. It didn't, never happened. The younger one, I didn't think it would happen when it did, but we have this one-year-old granddaughter. And why I tell you that is because she's my world. And every time I see her, I've got like 47 pictures on my phone now every time I see her because mm -hmm. that's, that's the way it is, right? So, oh. um, yeah, so I, that's me and photography is all about that. But um, but I, I'm, a, I'm always intrigued by people who have the eye because... Yeah. And my yeah. sister is one of those people. So I, I, yeah, really I'd, lo I'd, I'd love to see a link to her stuff. I took a course, well, private lessons. A, a friend of mine is a really good photographer. And when I really started getting into this and I got a nice camera, um, my husband is a gift, gave me three hours with Paul. Nice. And it was so wonderful because he, he really showed me some tricks, but really gave me a tremendous amount of confidence in feeling comfortable with how I saw the world mm -hmm. and, and Good. seeing the world through my eyes. And I really, I enjoy it. That's awesome. Well, this has been delightful. Um, I'm just like, we, we're looking at wrapping things up and I want to just ask you a couple of things. You mentioned that those books uh, in terms of marketing, right? Those two books mm -hmm. you mentioned, do you um, read for pleasure or do you? Oh yeah. Do you? Yeah. What's, yeah. what's ongoing? Well, right now, um, I'm laughing my way through um, Bossy Pants, which oh, is Tina Fey's biography. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. That is so bizarre. Okay, sorry. 
No, 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 no. Yeah. So um, that that's what I'm reading right now. Um, I am, I'm a sci-fi geek. Oh, are um, you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I love, I, and I actually, I love all the old sci-fi stuff. And, um, and then what else did I just read? Um, I, I watched, oh, and of course now it's completely flown out of my head. I watched the show on Netflix. I really enjoyed it. And it was based on a novel, Unorthodox. Oh, so that was I, good. Yeah. So I went back and read the book. And similar, but not the same. But but I, I really enjoyed I, I enjoyed that because I already kind of knew where the story was going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was an interesting uh, series. I enjoyed it too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one last message that maybe you'd leave with my audience. Well, I was I was originally going to say, and we kind of touched on this a little bit um, that. Success is finding where your superpower intersects with what people need. Love it. This is a different way of saying it, though. That's, yes. Say so, yeah. So, so I just, just the figuring out what it is you do well. And, mm-hmm. and, and like you said, everybody has the gifts. Mm-hmm. I think people have superpowers. They are things mm-hmm. that you do better than other people. Or, or when you're doing them, you are totally in the zone. You are in your happy place. You're just, everything is right when you're doing whatever that is. And when you can find a way to take your superpower and match it up with something that people need to add value, the sky's the limit. I love it. That's a great place to end. Thank you so much, Lorraine. So where can people find you? I, well, uh, roundpeg.biz, that is my website. Um, the podcast is more than a few words. Right. You're going to be a guest on it, so they should come and listen just to you. I'm excited. And um, uh, pretty much all the social media platforms, it's, it's Lorraine Ball pretty much everywhere. Thank you so much, Lorraine. This has been a delight. I appreciate it. Thank you again to my audience for listening. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.